What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Carolinas, Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. I mentioned the other day, oh, by the way, I'm Heath Mulliken. I'm your host, co-host of the Double Dropkick Show. And I mentioned the other day, uh, we, we you know talked about promotions in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. And as soon as I got done, I was like, oh, I have left out some things. And so I wanted to do this uh, part two to cover some other promotions to go back and correct uh, a few things that I didn't know in uh, that first part. And also, uh, if you're a fan of independent wrestling in, in this region, uh, just to give you some names, some people to look out for, some names you you might be hearing again. So <clears throat> let's get right to it. Uh, one promotion I forgot to mention the other night uh, is HWA, uh, the Heritage Wrestling Alliance. Now, if you maybe you don't, but if, if you follow me, uh, you know that part of the SOS Custom Network we had EWF, which uh, they were in Mooresville, North Carolina, at the Mooresville Gym, uh, and then moved to the Spindale National Guard Armory, which is right there in Forest City. Uh, and they've had some really big shows, really becoming one of the most consistent promotions, running every two weeks, drawing some really big shows, everybody understanding. I mean, they, they had a really good... Um, really good formula. They they had several big shows a year: Bunkhouse Brawl, Star Slam, uh, the Back to School Bash, Owls Mania. Uh, well, toward uh, the end of 2019-2020, uh, there's an ownership change. Uh, actually, not a change in ownership, but just going from really two owners to one owner. And they've changed their names to the Heritage Wrestling Alliance. Um, that's one of the, give you a little behind the scenes here. One of the deals of the deal was that the owner that was walking away, he kind of owned the EWF name. And at one point it was rumored that they would start running under the EWF banner there in Morrisville, North Carolina at the gym where EWF used to run. That's not materialized, although I've heard of other promotions and other promoters running at that gym. HWA has now moved to the Gilkey Community Center. It's a little smaller venue, and up to this point, due to the COVID restrictions, they've restricted their attendance. Uh, but they started back up uh, a couple of months ago uh, and they've had some good shows. They've had some shows where they've maxed out their tickets. Uh, and this weekend, they've got a show called Assault. Uh, and they've got some folks coming in from Pittsburgh that you're not going to see anywhere else. Um, they've got um, a, a young lady named Scarlett who's coming in, who's made some, some national news. So they're going to have a women's match. Uh, but let's talk about HWA. HWA... Heavyweight champion is Mike Madden. Uh, he's been champion for quite a while. Defeated uh, Austin Jordan for that championship. 
I'm telling you, Mike Madden, Austin Jordan, Derek Driver, that's been quite a feud of matches in North Carolina and South Carolina uh, along various promotions. Um, they had a great triple threat match at Battle Zone Wrestling, which you can see on the SOS Custom Wrestling Network. Uh, very good. So Mike Madden, um, one of my favorite wrestlers to watch, if I'm being honest. Just has a very unique style. And Mike Madden's one of those guys. He, he on the one hand, he puts off this cocky, cool, arrogant vibe. But then once the bell rings, the guy loses his temper re really easily. Um, as a matter of fact, at the last HWA show, there was a young fan uh, having words with Mike Madden. And here's the thing. A lot of times with these COVID restrictions now, you got smaller crowds, you got smaller buildings. You can't hide. If you're a fan talking trash to a wrestler, your voice isn't blending in. It's easy to hear. Mike Madden took exception to what this young man said and uh, gave it back to him pretty good. And needless to say, I think, I, I mean, it was, um, as I sat there on commentary, and I think I even mentioned this on commentary, the young man uh, didn't really say a whole lot after that. Um, but Madden just loses his temper. But somehow, he, so anyway, great wrestler to watch. Uh, he's going to be defending the Battle Zone Championship on their return in here on April 17th. So he's going to be defending the title this Saturday night. Again, that's the Gilkey Community Center. They're HWA on Facebook. You need to check them out. Come up to the show. Good show. Good crowd. Uh, good people. Very intimate setting. Um, yeah, so their Mid-Atlantic Championship is now vacant. Mitch Hurley was the the Mid-Atlantic Championship and basically just walked away. Uh, Mitch Hurley's been wrestling in other places and just decided, uh, yeah, so uh, don't know, you know, don't know if it was an injury don't know. Don't know what Mitch Hurley's plans are, but that title is now vacant. And a tournament, excuse me, a tournament is going to be <clears throat> announced soon, even as early as this weekend, to, uh, you know, to, to crown a new champion. I find it, let me speak on that very clearly. Mitch Hurley's a guy who had wrestled for a while. And I was not familiar with him until I heard his name going around EWF and then HWA. And now he's wrestling a lot of other places. And that's that's how it goes, you know. Uh, somebody, you get your foot in the door somewhere, you get your foot back in the door somewhere, and you start getting some momentum, and you start getting a push, and you talk to him like, hey, what, whatever, whatever. I don't mean to, anyway. The tag team champions are big country and little city. This is, um, I can say this pretty, with, with really good confidence, uh, one of the most unique tag teams in, in the Carolinas, maybe the most unique tag team. You got the big 400 pound big country and you got little city 
who uh, is a great high flyer in tremendous shape, uh, but just as a young wrestler who's still developing physically. That was a tag team. If you follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash double dropkick, that's a team we've told the story about. It was an accidental pairing. It wasn't even supposed to happen. And the crowd just adopted this team, loved it. And it's been really good for a young wrestler like Little City to, you know, here's a guy, wasn't even on the card, but because he took that opportunity to step in and be a tag team partner at the last minute, it's given him an incredible run uh, as a tag team champion there in HWA. So that's where we're at. Again, it's this Saturday night, uh, Gilkey Community Center. Uh, come on out. I'll be there. Should be a great show. Um, yeah, good good things happening. Also want to talk, uh, touch on, uh, I want to say thank you to Tracy Myers for reaching out to me. And uh, Tracy just sent a message saying, hey, man, thanks for talking about AML. Listen, AML... It is an is a very important promotion in the Carolinas. Um, a lot of guys getting opportunities there. AML, obviously, the you know the kind of the heart and soul behind WrestleCade, which is which has become one of the biggest wrestling conventions in the country in the world. Uh, so let's not you know uh, you know there's no way to oversell AML's importance and I I believe AML as a standalone promotion is is still they've had some great matches they've had some great storylines uh, but they're still building momentum you know they haven't been around a long time so they they don't they're still building on their track record they're still building you know they've got their training school now um, and uh, Colby Carino is their prestige champion. It had been Billy Brash, but it is Colby Carino now. But let me say this about Colby Carino. Uh, again, I think I've said this behind the scenes on Patreon. This kid just looks tremendous. He looks healthy. He is a he's he's a tremendous athlete, and he is really starting. It, it, it's it's kind of funny, ironic, whatever the word is. The more and more he looks like his father, the more and more he's developing his own identity as a professional wrestler. And if I'm a promoter in the Carolinas, because here's the thing, Colby Carino, he's licensed in South Carolina now. Colby Carino's the kind of guy. I mean, for example, I mentioned Little City. Colby Carino is the kind of guy you bring in. You can put him in there with a guy like Little City. And it's going to be such a tremendous learning experience. And Colby Carino is at that point in his career. He could have, what, no matter the person's experience level or their size, I think Colby Carino would have a good experience. And I would bring, to me, I'd bring Colby Carino in. I'd have him work a young guy. And have it be a learning 
uh, experience. Because here's the thing. If you follow wrestling this in this region, you know the story of Colby Carino. And the, the, the path of redemption, that's not just a wrestling thing. I mean, that's a real life thing. And that's those are valuable lessons that young guys in the locker room need to hear. You're bringing in a guy who's learned from his mistakes. He's made things right. Again, just look, just physically look at this young man. He looks great. He's a great worker. Uh, I got no vested interest. I'm not booking Colby Carino. He, he doesn't know me from a guy standing on the side of the road. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. And uh, I'm glad to see him getting opportunities. He's got some opportunities down there in Florida this week during WrestleMania week. Um, so, yeah, that's that's awesome. So, let's move on. Let's talk about the rest of 2021. Again, we just, this is kind of finishing the first quarter report. Who are some names that you you need to look for in this region? Who are some people, hey, may need to go watch this person because they may not be around very much longer. Who are some of those names? Who are those veterans that's like, you know what? They may not be around much longer. They, they might be at the end of that road where they're getting ready to move into another role or, or step away from wrestling. I definitely would encourage you always during WrestleMania week. Now let me speak on this real quick. Let me, let me kind of expound on this a little bit. Always during WrestleMania week now, there is somebody who makes an impression who really explodes on the national scene through their participation in all the WrestleMania week shows. I think back to a couple of years ago, Matt Riddle was already on people's radar. But there was one year where Matt Riddle was like the Iron Man. And he wrestled this insane number of matches. And then, you know, within you know months, was signed by, by WWE. Uh, and now he's, you know, on the main roster, going to be wrestling WrestleMania. Um, here's the thing, though. In regards to WrestleMania week and the independent shows, I think a couple of things have happened now. I think Vince, Vincent Mann, do you think Vincent Mann is happy about people coming into town four days early for WrestleMania, but going to Game Changer Wrestling and, and all these other promotions? No. Look at the WrestleMania schedule this year. It's like eight, nine days in a row of activities. It's like every night. This man is not playing around anymore. And why are they doing that? Do they really expect people to be able to come down and afford to go to every single WWE event, WrestleMania week? No. And some of them are not, haven't even been in front of live crowds. Some of them have been in the Thunderdome. But here's the thing. It's all about content. And they just moved to Peacock. And it hasn't been the greatest move. 
People aren't happy. I, I haven't seen one person on social media who has said, man, this WWE Network move to Peacock is incredible. As a matter of fact, there is a market now for people are figuring out ways to still log on to the old WWE Network, which is still available in other countries, whether it's using a VPN or some other ways that we don't condone because they're not necessarily legal, whatever. People are so like, did you ever think that would happen? Because people always complained about the interface of the network and it was never really great. And we're only seven years into the WWE Network and it's already gone. Because this is the nature of business now. The nature of business now is start something, build something, sell it. And and they made they made they made some bank on that. Here's the thing though. What happens once that deal's over? Like, does WWE have the right... Oh, man, I'm, I'm off on a tangent, but I'll come back around to indie stuff. Does WWE have the option of, let's say, I, I think the Peacock deal was four years, five years maybe? Do they have the right to circle back around and restart the WWE network and make it a, a standalone thing again? What would that even look like? Because WWE Network, $9.99, you can get it now for $4.99. I get the $9.99 version of Peacock because I don't like commercials. Anyway, all that to say, man, that was we took a trip around the sun to get back to this. I think at some point, the indie part of WrestleMania week I am very curious. I mean, I've heard some people. I've heard some from some people this week. I've seen people post, "Oh, this was a great show. This was a good show. Boy, this was a cluster. This wasn't very good. Guy, being a ring broke. People getting sick. It's outside. It's hot. This is not a good idea." I've seen the game. I mean, it has run the gamut this year, and I really believe that that it peaked at some point. And I, and I think we're on the decline. I'm not saying it can't circle back around. But the fact is, you've got all these shows running. And I, I know I know people, I have friends on Twitter who typically would go to WrestleMania. I, have, I know people who would go to the WrestleMania city, not go to any WWE shows. They would go to like 10 or 11 of these independent shows. That's where they, why they went. And a lot of those people mainly because of COVID, they didn't do that this year. All right? So the question is, um, what are, are, are these shows making money? Granted, there's, you know, you're giving guys a platform, but are you really? You know, it's, um, I'm very curious. What does it look like to take a step back? Who, you know, is this, are these indie shows, because some people are watching, I guess IWTV crashed yesterday during Beyond Wrestling. Beyond Wrestling actually put out a tweet, hey everybody, 
Quit refreshing the feed. That makes it worse. It's just kind of weird. Um, so, again, some of the crowds for some of these have not been good. Um, again, an outdoor show in Florida this time of year in the middle of the day. I mean, a guy threw up in the ring yesterday. I mean, they're not good. They're not good. Here, here are some names. Let me throw some names out to you. Um, this is Carolinas. Um, a name I would write down. If you can go, this young man is very new to the business. I'm not even sure he's been wrestling a year. Um, when it comes time to cast my vote for Rising Star of the Year, um, I'd have a hard time not voting for this young man. Um, Chase Emery. Chase Emery. I've seen him live once. I've seen him on video several other times. We're talking about, I mean, he's a total package. He's a good-looking kid. He's in tremendous shape. He dresses like a wrestler. He looks like a wrestler. Behind the scenes, very humble, carries himself well, very well-spoken, educated. I mean, he checks all the boxes. He, again, he's only a year in. I watched him have a match with Cruiser Lewis. I talked about this behind the scene. He he was doing things psychologically. The way he was selling. It's not I don't know if it's something you're taught. I've never trained as a wrestler. But he was selling in a believable way that it was just so good. Um, he's got all the physical tools. He's just green. He's just he's just young. But he's a kid. It's kind of like if that mug wants to get signed, all he's got to do is keep his nose clean. Like he he is on the path. Somebody's going to give him an opportunity. And if you're a promoter listening to this, I'm telling you, give this man an opportunity. I was speaking to a promoter yesterday, and 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 this person actually said, "Hey, you you know you didn't mention Chase Emery as rising star." I'm like, "Oh my goodness, you're right." And I said, "Man, he should get booked everywhere." And and this is a promoter saying, "This is a promoter that has has booked him." And is planning on booking him in the future for for a major show. And he said, "People better book him while they can, because I I think uh, I'm going to see him again on the 17th, and and so that'll be about a month between shows that I've seen him. And I'm curious to see what kind of growth, what kind of." What, what, you know, are there any nuances, any kind of, anything like that with him? Um, I think Lucky Ali, 
I listen, I that you know, Lucky Ali's not some sleeper pick that because I watch a lot of wrestling I can give you this name. Lucky Ali, I mean people have their eye on Lucky Ali. You just need to know that. Cam Carter, that's another one. Um Oh, man, there's so, there's so, so many. I think um, Sean Legacy. All, I, although, I mean, Sean Legacy's got some AEW opportunities. Uh, I would, I would, I, I, I cannot put my finger on it. This is a, not a knock on Sean Legacy. But there's, there's something, I, I don't know if it's something missing. Um, I don't know. I can't. Again, I can't put my finger on. It's not about talent. It's about there's something missing between. I see Sean Legacy point A to point B, and I can't. I can't figure out what's that thing missing to get him from point A to point B. As far as like taking steps toward that next level, it's obviously not his conditioning. Uh, he he's improved. I mean, he's very smooth in the ring. I've seen him, and and this is why this is hard for me to say. I saw saw Sean Legacy have a tremendous brawl with Josh Magnum at IWE in January. I mean, it went. I mean, they're fighting in the concession stand area. I'm seeing, you know, that's a great thing in IWE now. They're he's getting they're exploring this feud. I've seen him have technical matches. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not sure what that thing is uh, there with, with 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 Sean Legacy, but that's definitely a name. If you get to see him, I'd love to see Sean Legacy more in the Carolinas. And when I say, let me preface it: when I say in the Carolinas, I mean not at. Uh, I mean it like a double A or a triple A show, not not church softball league shows. Okay. Uh. I, you know, I think TJ Boss, it's going to be very fun to watch him this year. Um, I have mentioned this before. I talk about this a lot behind the scenes. TJ Boss, when I think about over, you know, the last four, well, now six years that I've been more around independent wrestling in the Carolinas and, and learning more about it. And I'm so I'm not talking about a very long period of time. I'm talking about this brief period of time. TJ Boss, when he was Chester APW heavyweight champion, he had this run. And again, that feud with J.D. Drake that really elevated Chester. I mean, Chester was drawing... People were driving to those shows. And so I'm very curious to see... You know, his first PWX title defenses against John Schuyler. I've seen those guys, you know, I've watched several of those matches. Um, you can actually watch one of their matches on the SOS Custom Network uh, as part of our timeline series where John Schuyler and I sat down and talked about his run as the OSCW Intercontinental Champion. That's actually the first title defense. And so it's very interesting to hear John talk about that. And, uh, so I know they're going to have a tremendous match. And I mean, I'm interested to see when this match is over. I'm not going to be live at that show, but I'll watch it and compare it to this match from a couple of years ago and to see how these guys grew as wrestlers 
and uh, the timing and the chemistry and all of that. And, um, but I'm interested to see the title run that, that TJ has. Um, I think to me, um, the money is TJ is at, he's having a tremendous run right now as a baby face. And the money in that is the inevitable heel turn. I don't think I'm spoiling anything here, right? I'm just telling you how wrestling, I'm just talking about wrestling. Um, so I think that's going to be, you know, the, the, the thing with PWX is how do they book? You're trying to do two things at once. How do you book a really successful title run that, that intrigues and draws fans while at the same time building up to this inevitable heel turn? And what does that look like? And I really like that TJ, it looks like in Chester, I mean, he's wrestling singles this week, but he and Montana Black, he and Montana Black as a tag team, especially, I have not seen Montana Black wrestle since. He really, he's literally kind of transformed his body here. Uh, it's it's pretty, pretty incredible to see. He's still a big guy. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see him work and see if his styles change and see, man, is there is there a difference in speed, difference in quickness and, and all of that. Uh, very So very curious to see that. Um, I think in the Carolinas, uh, I like, you know, the Heat Seekers were very involved with AML. They were AML tag team champions for a while. Uh, I'm very fortunate and happy to see them more in South Carolina. And now they're wrestling more and more places in the Carolinas. They're in Pro Wrestling Union actually this weekend. Um, and they're, listen, this is a team that's traveled the world. This is... I don't think it's, personally, don't think it's debatable when you talk about the top unsigned tag teams in the country, not just this region in the country, the Heat Seekers are on a, they're at the top of that list. They're on a very short list. When you compare, when you compare, how do I say this? I try to be diplomatic. When you compare the Heat Seekers to some of the other tag teams in the Carolinas, award-winning tag teams, tag teams that I'm seeing on social media a lot, they're not even on the same planet. The look, the skill, the style, the promos, the ability, accolades, all of that. Please, and I know we're going to get to the end of the year and the Heat Seekers, they, I would hope they're one of the finalists for Tag Team of the Year, but I know in my heart of hearts, there's going to be some church softball league tag team in there that's going to get a lot of love from the fans and it's going to be heart-wrenching. So do I expect the Heat Seekers to win Tag Team of the Year in Carolinas? No. Do, should they? Probably. Is that who I'm going to vote for? That's probably who I'd vote for today. But it's just first quarter in. 
So it's a great time. It is a it is a fantastic time to be a wrestling fan. Because here is the thing, and let me close with this. The pandemic and the explosion of church softball league wrestling, outlaw mud shows, if you will, they're everywhere. The explosion of untrained, unathletic, uh, poorly dressed guys cosplaying being a wrestler. The explosion of that. Is that a bad thing for wrestling? In some ways, yes. But as a fan, it has made me appreciate so much more the good wrestling. I told somebody yesterday I was I was trying to watch a wrestling show. I watch a lot of bad wrestling. Because I comment on that's what that's a lot of the, what I do on our Patreon. I comment on what's wrong with it, how can it be better, blah, 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 blah. It's terrible. And this show is so bad. You know it's bad. When I watch bad wrestling for entertainment value and commentary value, like to my patrons, when a show is so bad that I fast forward through it, you know it's bad. But as a wrestling fan, you've just got to, you have just got to dig through all the bad stuff to get to the gold. There is some good wrestling out there. There is some, there are some hidden gems at some of these shows. And that's why I'm telling you these names. I mentioned Chase Emery. Chase Emery is a guy he could be on a bad show, but if I know he's in a good match with somebody, it's worth sitting through three or four bad matches to see this young man on the beginning of his journey. So anyway, again, I've only scratched the surface. So if you want to hear more, if you want to hear me talk about the behind the scenes of Carolina's wrestling, if you want to hear the truth about some of the stuff that's going on, matter of fact, today... Uh, I'm going to be recording an episode on the the timeline of XWW getting into the Bojangles Coliseum of what that looked like when it first started. And now tickets are going on sale for their shows today. What was the timeline? What did I hear from the promotion? What did I hear from the Charlotte Thunder? What changed? What didn't change? What were the wrestlers told? It's going to be a pretty interesting episode. I'm interested to see how much those tickets are cost. I'm recording this Friday morning. Uh, April, what are we, April the 9th. And so, it's every, it's five days a week, man. You're going to get stuff on patreon.com slash double dropkick. So, thank you for listening. Enjoy some wrestling this weekend. Find a network. I know of a good one. Watch some good wrestling. It's WrestleMania weekend. Um, it, wrestling's supposed to be fun. It's it's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to bring us joy. I hope it brings you some joy this weekend. I hope you have a moment this weekend watching wrestling with friends, family, and it reminds you why you got into this in the first place. Why you fell in love with wrestling. So, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. God bless. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.